0: Mount Kimby is Dominic Maker and Kai Campos, an electronic duo from Southbank, London, arguably responsible for popularising the term post-dubstep. Mount Kimby expand on the tenets of dubstep, anchored by drowsy electronica, bathed in hazy ambience. You're tuned in to
1: Roots to Grooves. Welcome. It is Rooster Grooves here in Seattle, Washington. My name is Jesse Quigley. Sitting across from me is the founder of Signal Radio, Jay Purcell. Welcome, Jay. Welcome. Uh, Good to see you.
0: Yeah, it's been a while.
1: How how (laughs) was your last week? Oh, It was great. It was a crazy week. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, we're just joking around, but welcome here. We're talking about Mount Kimby on Rooster Grooves today. This was Jay's pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very cool group. I had no... I might have knew, known the name, okay, um, but yeah. I was not really familiar with the music, or right. I, I wouldn't been able to describe it if you'd asked me a week ago, right? Yeah, um, but very cool stuff, electronic, mm-hmm. described as post dubstep, which we'll talk about. Which I don't know how I feel about that either. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How would you describe it? You know, you're more familiar with this band. Um, I can
0: only, I, yeah, I can't do describe bit in buzzwords or genres right it it is it is it's
1: somewhere in a mix mash of.
0: yeah but when i first heard them um i can't remember how it came to me it was some kind of suggestion on youtube or spotify or something like that Mm -hmm. um but when i first heard it i was like oh this sounds like uh it's kind of got that sort of indie sensibility fused with um like electronic music but mm-hmm. the interesting side of electronic stuff which me coming from the uk meant that i used to listen to a lot of like uh, drum and bass music and mm-hmm. deep house um some of the more experimental electronic music as well a little bit and right. and so for me when i first heard them it was like oh yeah this is this combines everything I loved in different genres all in one like sort of sound kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know just stuff of like mixing like bass lines that you would normally hear in like a maybe like a radio head song with with some beats that you might hear in some I don't know more kind of dubby interesting kind of yeah. thing you know yeah so anyway that's kind of that's and what drew me into the sound yeah yeah no right. totally yeah. so
1: i started listening to them this week mm. and they got they are mixing this kind of electronic vibe with like home recordings, like yeah. mm-hmm. you know home recording production techniques mm. uh including things like field recording and using different interesting sounds mm. um one of the cool things i heard i can't remember which one it was Mount Kimby is a duo. Yeah. It's two people. So there's Kai and Dom. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai Campos yeah. from St. Austell, Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's Cornwall? What is that?
0: Uh, south coast of England.
1: Dope. We right. got a freaking resident mm-hmm. yeah. UK gentleman right here. I love it for our geography segment of our episode. Yeah. Um, and then Dom
0: Maker He's from Brighton, which is also on the South Coast. Nice, different, um, South, different, different. sort
1: of area of the South Coast,
0: separate from each other. But yeah, nice. still down on the South Coast. Um, uh, yeah,
1: but yeah, so they—it's like they kind of have a dance music approach. Yeah, um, they, yeah, a lot of the music's pretty subtle. Yeah, it's not really bombastic and show showy. No, or like thematic. It's yeah. really kind of subtle mm-hmm. and chill. I don't want to say chill wave, but it some is. Some
0: people have described it as come down music or something like. I, yeah. If okay. you're a rave or whatever and you're like, especially some of their earliest stuff. I don't know about their most recent stuff, it, but their earliest stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way yeah. to say it.
1: It's not exactly hype up music. Right. But yeah. not that you can't get hyped up to this. Yeah. But it is more like kind of chill introspective. Yeah. yeah. Like it's relaxing, yeah. but it, there's no end to the level of intrigue or interest. Yeah. Um, like they're, I think one of the reasons why they call it like post dubstep is cause dubstep kind of comes from these other things we could talk about from, yeah. you know, two step or garage, you know, yeah. dub, breakbeat, mm-hmm. grime, reggae. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of dubstep stuff kind of like, you know, you have the beats within your bars yeah. and they're kind of stretching it a little bit and some of the beats fall like not dead on, like in like a dance track. Right. Something yeah. like that. So there's kind of like these. Yeah, it's more you know amalgamation of different sounds, creating these flowy beats mm-hmm. with you know field recordings and electronic stuff as well as guitars and synths. Yeah, um, and live instrumentation. Mm-hmm. So that, that's some of the the pieces I'm picking up from what you're dropping on me, Jay. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Kai did
0: describe his approach to music. He said he he came up music through as a teenager listening to electronic music, but then discovering hip hop. And, and he kind of was trying to describe this. I I think I kind of got it right from what he was trying to say, but he was trying to talk about the attitude difference between hip hop music and dance music. Mm -hmm. And I think he, he described it as attitude, but I think he also might mean like maybe music production quality or like specific records. Basically what he was trying to say was that the, dance music um electronic dance music was kind of a bit more clean and precise mm-hmm. in, in the in the way it structured itself musically and sonically was kind of more rigid yeah whereas hip-hop like obviously came from sampling funk and soul and you know and he said more of had a an attitude that didn't take itself so seriously but it was self-aware or something like that mm-hmm. and so i think he he liked, I think he like liked dance music, but wanted to take that hip hop aesthetic and approach to it, um, mm-hmm. which is, I think you can kind of get that. It's not really, it's not one for one. It's not like you'd listen to Mount Kimby music and be like, these guys were inspired by hip hop and dance music. No, yeah. the, the influences are buried, but they're there mm-hmm. if you look for them, I think. Like, yeah, that's yeah, great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Astute observation. Yeah. Because um, like you uh, said, it's subtle. Yeah. Certainly. It's not these big themes or big strings or no. it, everything feels small. yeah everything's a piece of a puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean I'm pretty
0: kind of I don't know, I wanted to mention this later, but, <laughs> but I'll mention it now since, Now and later. since we're already there, um, that was the other thing that Kai said is because uh, I think you're kind of alluding to this, he, he said he tries to use music in a way that allows him to communicate things that he couldn't normally communicate through words. Mm. Like, you know, he also said, you know, um, like he could, like he doesn't want to like, sit there in an interview and tell you about his political, uh, you know, leanings or his personal feelings about all of these things kind of thing. It's like for him, the music, he wants to try and communicate things through the music that, yeah, that are things that you can't verbally say it's very East Tech, it's very mm-hmm. it's like a different way of thinking about things, I think.
1: Yeah, like, just you know, not such an yeah. obvious blunt way. No. It's I'm, like emotion. I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican. Exactly. <laughs> here's my stance on this. Yeah. Here's my politics in my lyrics. Here's our image. Right. You know, we're this
0: and yeah. whatever. It's like it's more like I guess kind of emotion, like maybe taking you on a journey musically, mm-hmm. like through these things, make you feel a certain way. I but think. that's very yeah. cool and very.
1: Yeah. Um, um, what's the word? Like, you got to put a lot of energy into it into mm-hmm. trying to make sense of something that you can't say in words. Yeah, like you know, um, I don't. I can't. Correct, courageous or ambitious. Ambitious is the word. Right. It's yeah. ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna, even even just thinking that. Not that he's specifically doing this necessarily. Only. Yeah. But but you know I'm gonna describe politics with sound bites and samples like <laughs> i it's, mean it's just it's a yeah. cool thing and it's a cool way that he's just i'm gonna try to express my thoughts this way because i don't really care to write a, a op-ed he, interview thing for the newspaper i mean yeah from what i got
0: from what he was saying i f- i think he meant m- more like you know not he brought out the politics stuff as like stuff that you know musicians do like they use this platform to be like say what they think about issues that, yeah. are, that are happening in the world and there's nothing wrong with that i think you know it's definitely if you have a platform to raise issues or raise money for charities or whatever that's like a cool thing i think for kai though he's like someone that's uh he's one half of mount kimby but he's like this is his approach with music kind of thing and you know it's like he doesn't feel that it's necessary to have the spotlight on him and him ha- have this platform like he's just there to make music and yeah to to communicate things that are not like he's not trying to communicate his personal feelings through music he's mm-hmm. using music to communicate things that you can't actually communicate any other way right I yeah it's like a vibe it's a feeling it's just like a it's like how a picture makes you feel a certain way and mm-hmm. music hits, hits, you know i'm yeah i'm no. really drawing a lot from this very short thing that he said
1: but mm-hmm. it was very interesting no like, but that's that's what's important yeah. these guys are yeah. kind of um, like very good and a lot of critical acclaim. Just for reference, they um these guys have worked with James Blake, mm-hmm. Slow thigh, Slow tie. Slow tie. Yeah. <laughs> um bigger artists like Jay Z. Yeah. And I think there's some other ones I, I don't know where my notes are, but mm-hmm. so they worked with a lot of good guys. They got a lot of good experience. Like three albums in seven years. Mm-hmm. Um pretty unique, pretty humble. Yeah. Um, you know, despite their critical acclaim pretty underground. Yeah. Um but yeah a lot of praise from the music community. Yeah. So I guess I'm sorry I don't know if I was cutting off a point or anything but no. But it, I was done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um but yeah let's kind of dive into history I guess. That's a little bit of an overview. Yeah. And let's t- take it back cuz I don't know too much about their early I mm-hmm. my research starts at Southbank University. Right. So. Yeah.
0: It's where they first met.
1: Um, Yeah, as a duo. So do you know anything about their childhoods or their music career before that or where they worked? No. I didn't really get anything either. I Uh, think it's out
0: there. It just requires some deeper diving. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: but the point of why I was saying that after you said what you said a minute ago is because these guys are kind of underground and there's not too much. Yeah. You can look up articles. On like all music or whatever, and there's like a biography that you got to scroll and scroll or whatever. But like these guys, it's like one paragraph. <laughs> Even the Wikipedia is not that long. Yeah. There just seems to be not too much stuff. Although the stuff that's out there is very good yeah. and high quality. There are some interviews and uh, live stuff. But it, play it, at KXP. I watched that it was great. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if I want to talk
0: about this just yet, but it's because it's kind of not really related to Mount Kimbie, although it is. It made me think today when I was like looking through um, some interviews and articles that were written about them kind of thing. I was actually getting more bugged by the, the coverage from the media than I was about like what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's strange, it was like, it, it became very transparent to me that like, it's kind of like every time you do an album release, you need a story, a narrative, that the media can use right because i noticed this like and we can talk about this later like their most recent album there's a bunch of reviews out there or not even reviews like articles like interviews features with mount kimby kind of thing and they're all titles like mount kimby are freer than ever um mount Kimby on love and what it survives how to survive playing or something it's like the narrative here is Mount Kimby learned to let go and thrive. Like there's Mm. a narrative that I was seeing here that is very consistent throughout these articles. uh,
1: That was engineered by by Mount Kimby, do you think? I
0: mean, I think it comes from what they're saying, but I think it just made me think about, okay, that's the story of their album. I mean, that's what they naturally said. We'll talk about it as we get to it kind of thing. But it also made me think about when they first came out and how they like the story was post-Dubstep, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it was kind of like it's weird it's like i just, i just it's, i was just it's very obvious to me like the media coverage seems to be like maybe they don't really don't know what to say about mountain mm-hmm. kimby so they're kind of plucking at straws to try and cover this group or something like that i don't know
1: no i can see it's that because it is kind <clears throat> of their style is like somewhat unique and novel and yeah. kind of like what do you call it it's it is kind of a genre mashup. yeah kind of amalgamation of of different genres and like yeah maybe it's easier to talk about this band in a narrative like Mm. oh they did this or they did that rather than describing the music specific specifically yeah i don't know i'm grasping at straws too i'm just wondering (laughs) Um, well how about the? the we'll play a track let's play another track because this music if i haven't been clear it's very very good yeah um all of their stuff they've three albums plus yeah singles and stuff um, and just non-stop all the way very interesting yeah. and and very cool music I wanted to play something
0: earlier that I haven't really heard in full and I don't think you've heard either but it's off of their very first release their EP mm-hmm. way back in the day they had an EP called Maybes which came out in 2009 and uh, it's very field recording heavy which I think you'll get from this track that I'm going to play Vertical
1: I'm hyped all right Thank you.
0: Now, to tie it back around full circle from my pre-promotion I did on our last episode, uh, Joy Wave. Joy Wave, yeah. Uh, The the choppy uh, sampled vocal technique happening a little bit in that track Mm.
1: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very subtle, though.
0: Yeah, very subtle, and towards the end. And, yeah, you can see, you know, that started off very abstract and atmospheric, Mm -hmm. and then eventually went into, like, a kind of rhythm and...
1: Yeah, ended more, on more more of a conventional a conventional drum beat kind of comes in. Yeah, but at, at the beginning it feels kind of like you're inside of a dishwasher being loaded.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was for me. I was going to play a toss up. It was between that track or a track called William, which has like there's a sample in there of like a skateboard being dropped on concrete and just gliding. There was oh, nice! Something very satisfying about that sound. That is a good sound. It was like. <laughs> It was like that. that yeah, I mean, should have played that track.
1: You have to play it for me off air once we yeah. stop recording. Or
0: ASMR.
1: Yeah, we should thing. have a whole Rooster Grooves <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. Hey,
0: guys. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, where are we? So that's their first album?
0: That was their first EP. maybe. EPs. So they were still um, they were studying at South Bank.
1: So, yeah, let's take a little trip. We're going to South Bank University in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Campos was there. Yeah. kai kai so,
0: campos said he was studying for a second time i'm right. not sure what didn't go into any other detail than that but i uh, know yeah. no um, no judgment here and then uh, yeah dominic then, was studying film yeah
1: yeah um, i was gonna say that but i guess you oh, can okay. say that it's fine
0: <laughs> what did you ha- oh, sorry. No, that's all no that's
1: okay. i'm just joking around but i guess they were living in the same residence Okay, like the same residence hall or dormitory or whatever. Okay, yeah. Maybe it's an apartment off campus. I don't know. Yeah. But they were both kind of doing their own thing, right? Um, yeah. And then I guess Mm. they met in the hallway or something. Classic. Classic college story. I'm not sure. This is as far as I heard. Yeah, I don't know how they actually met. But But, yeah, I didn't get a specific story. But they met Mm -hmm. in the dormitory or at college somehow. Started making music together. Yeah. What do you got on that? Anything deeper? Not a lot, although like because
0: Dominic said he was studying film because he said he really loved film, mm-hmm. and then he started studying it, and he said it sucked out all the joy and passion for mm-hmm. him about film. Um, I'm not sure exactly what type of studying he was doing, like whether it was to be a filmmaker or whether it was just sort of generic film studies. Like I'm sure either way. Things, I mean, yeah, it would,
1: there there's extensive, you yeah, know, like physical, yeah, learning not and it might Let's have, get cool shots out in the field it's like yeah here's the technical side of why we're gonna do this right
0: and it might have been yeah the technical side because he had access to these field recorders this is how this came about mm. i think because he said they they would used to like go and get the um borrow the film recorders from the college and they wouldn't even record anything themselves half the time they would just like see whatever was left on the tape from the previous person who oh, used the machine just take that they'd take that and then they'd sift through all of that and like and, and get all of these ideas out of it and it's an interesting way to work and i think like kai said that what he used to do is like he's trying it's, it's kind of like a deep listening thing he's trying to find some interesting rhythm or something like in these sounds and these like atmospheric sounds kind of thing and once he finds something he like works on it maybe affects it like loops it mm-hmm. um and he said basically his approach is like trying to he works in very small ideas and then once he has something cool he tries to expand it into like a fuller yeah like, song kind of thing and obviously that's where dom comes in as well and he does a similar thing and they collaborate and bounce off each other, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I thought that yeah. was a
1: really cool thing. Yeah. As as opposed to any style of building your creation is fine. It's great. Yeah. You know, creating music, anything that's on the table. but you just need that one thing to get you started, right? Mm-hmm. Like one... Yeah. So as opposed to like coming in with a solid baseline, yeah, and like a key of a song, like here's the part, yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's my idea. Yeah. So it's like here's a weird wishy-washy sound, like right (laughs) asmr off this field recording that we found and then you know hear something in there like you said affect it yeah oh there's like a little bit of a rhythm here when we put a little reverb on it or something yeah whatever you hear and and lets that be the inspiration for creation Mm -hmm. and then builds the track around that yeah so and i think that's kind of how they get to their end goal Mm -hmm. making these cool tracks that are more based around a ambient feeling and idea rather than Mm-hmm. This key and a key change with these chords, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's
0: what they were saying that they they don't try they try not to have any preconceived ideas about what they're gonna make when they go to make something, right? Instead, they let uh, the process guide them. Yeah, you know? so, that's I love that. Yeah, so you get like they'll start working on yeah this idea or something, some sound, some loop, some rhythm, and then once they're feeling that, it's like okay, what goes where can we take that and it's just yeah
1: and then that's then they're off just a little step by step Mm -hmm. and then seeing where they go so it's 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 cool because it's an adventure yeah it's not just a guy coming in hey guys i got a song put some drums on it
0: (laughs) and i find that the best way to work actually like um i've struggled over the years to make my own music and uh i found recently that um, jay just dropped a new song though check it out on, his I did on my secret spotify account jay purcell it. it's not yeah.
1: secret anymore
0: <laughs> um but like i found that yeah if i had like if i wanted to like create a certain track beforehand i just immediately hit writer's block uh, mm. just like because i'm trying to force something to happen right that's just not happening like yeah. i'm trying to find a certain sound but you know it's just not happening what i found though is like the, the opposite is, like, if I just, like, start with a sound that's inspiring to me, it could be anything atmospheric, drums, keys, whatever. As long as it's inspiring enough, you find yourself thinking, like, oh, okay, I hear... I hear piano or something like mm-hmm. that. And you go find the piano. It's like, and now oh, I hear bass, so, you know. Yeah, and it's just, and it's like taking yeah. your hand and leading you. Yeah, it's leading you. And also, subconsciously, you're, use, you're putting into action all of this music that you've listened to over the years and mm-hmm. all the things you like that you've listened to. You're just not consciously doing it. It's subconsciously,
1: you know. And that's, like, that's kind of uh, the thing that I'm yeah. sure these guys fall into, same mm-hmm. as you, when you're in yeah. that kind of flow state. Yeah, yeah. And you're not really thinking about, like oh, now I need a bass part that goes like this. It's just like that feeling comes out. It's like, oh, I need keys. I need an electric piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then boom. Yeah. It's like magic. Exactly, yeah. That's the flow
0: state, right? The flow state (laughs) is magic. That is magic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so they came out with Crooks and Lovers, which is their first album, right, in in the year of 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a long time ago now, twelve years, on Hot Flush recordings, um, which is a small little indie label. Looks like how they how they get involved with how they
1: get involved with that label.
0: I think they're a small label. They do a lot of dubstep, garage, UK music, um, a lot of like one-off singles and finals, twelve inches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a dance orientated label.
1: Yeah, so I mean, since there. we're on the label and we're yeah. talking about dubstep for a second to reiterate, yeah. we kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but, um, yeah, like post dubstep is kind of like, mm. if you're looking at this band and you're researching that name's going to, that word, that phrase yeah. is going to come up mm-hmm. even. And I think the band said they don't like it and it's not terribly. They're uh, not like, offended act, by it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a shitty name. It just doesn't <laughs> really make sense <laughs> yeah. too much, yeah. even though maybe it properly does. Like, I don't know. What, what does the music industry say? Like is, no, mm. we're all just making it up as we go. Yeah, I guess. Exactly, yeah. So, but the, the band says, Mount Kimby says like, yeah, they're not really down for it, but fine, whatever. Yeah. We're, we're just going to keep making our good music. Yeah. Um, But dubstep is, it's like generally characterized by sparse syncopated rhythm, rhythmic patterns, mm-hmm. Um, you know, prominent sub bass mm-hmm. type of frequencies in there. Mm. That's like the one thing I could say that is that it does match up with this music yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're talking about and like the cultural origins would be like early 2000s, London, England, UK stuff. I was there. That's where Jay, w- I was,
0: I went you to clubs. were living through it. I was, I was at clubs with, I had friends, DJs in the scene. Yeah. Dubstep scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. I never really got, I liked it. I never got into, uh, following any specific producers or artists in that field though. Um, because um, there's a lot of yeah it was a lot of it was like club music like dance music i think really a lot of things and it had like a short window of time i think dubstep literally had a few years you know and then it started splintering off into these mm-hmm. uh, other things like mount kimby where people were using that dubstep inspiration in completely different ways right um, there's like a group called dubstep orchestra where they Have dubstep influences with the whole orchestra you know and Hmm. they're like (laughs) i think i think i could be wrong i think they have an orchestra but um yeah so yeah this label was like one of those labels that were putting out um you know all of this stuff and they probably just met on the scene i don't know the true story of how they met and Um, what was the label it's called hot flush recordings
1: okay because then i and what year is that um, Where are, What
0: year are we in? Uh, 2010. Oh, 2010? Yeah. Okay. They, they also put out, Hot Flush also put out um, the Maybe ZP in 2009.
1: Okay. So. I was just, I'm was I skipping ahead a little bit because eventually they signed to Warp Records in 2012. Yeah. But am, am I jumping too far ahead? Uh, yeah, because their first release was the second album, 2013,
0: was Warp. And, so, okay. So this time they've been on this tiny little label and and just kind of i think it was their first album for me that really like you jived with it i jive with i think yeah i was well maybe there's the uh, second with king crawl on it and then i like went and checked out their first one kind of mm-hmm. thing and there's some good tracks on here it's like i haven't heard a lot of their early stuff other than that first ep but i think I can say this statement in context after like sort of listening to all their albums.
1: It's going to be juicy.
0: (laughs) Is that they've come from this very ambient atmospheric experimental thing through now to being kind of like, um, almost like jazz structured. It's not even jazz, but like structured kind of atmospheric, Songs kind of thing. Towards you know. their later, so Towards their later stuff, yeah. And, and and
1: their later stuff has more vocals, yeah, and more it,
0: features from vocalists, yeah, um, feature, and and from, the from themselves, yeah, yeah. But Zelda, yeah. in general,
1: yeah, more vocals, but
0: but um, but this, uh, yeah, that first EP, maybe's, was kind of very abstract, very weird, kind of almost like actress level of like lis- listenability
1: kind of thing. I was gonna bring him up. This this music is. Yeah. yeah, reminiscent yeah. of some some a- a- actress vibes, yeah, yeah. maybe some bonobo, yeah, yeah, and like you know Toro y moi and you mm-hmm. know some some amalgamation of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, excuse me, go on. Yeah,
0: nice. No, so I think this first album, Crooks and Lovers, was already quite of a step up from that first EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just opened up with a track called "Would Know." Um, there's this track called "Before I Move Off." play this one give a little bit of um context for this yeah. album yeah uh. their first album crooks and lovers mount kimby i like it uh yeah you can always already hear the 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 scatteredness of their music has come together in a little bit like still off kilter but it's like more right. structured right? same elements yeah. but just like a little tighter yeah i like it definitely bonobo vibes and mm-hmm. that, as that came together towards the end
1: yeah um, so i mean it's just it's really good and whatever yeah. they're doing in this stuff it's it's got a groove yeah it's got like it's funk yeah, yeah. You know, it's the space in between these weird little vocal chops ch- ch- yeah. that mm-hmm. make it like, and you're just like swimming around and yeah. in these sounds and stuff. So it's it's, it's dope. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Where are we at?
0: Um, Yeah, so first album comes out. They've already had a couple of EPs. They uh, start to play live. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this
1: is like 2010, 2011. Yeah. And they, they were touring. Yeah. They were touring Europe and America.
0: And uh, they said, like, Uh, again like they never really thought to play it live so i'm not really sure who suggested it did the label say that you have to play it live or does like does someone say you have to get out on the road probably their bills yeah (laughs) their bills said you need to pay me (laughs) you have to um but so yeah dom said like he didn't they don't really like the spotlight being on them right or they didn't back then and uh and and they also said they didn't if they're gonna play this live they didn't want to just like hide behind their laptops kind of thing so they wanted to try and see what they could do to bring it together and they just kind of started out with the two of them and buying equipment to try and initially like they'd take like a song it's like how can we make this song live and then they'll mm-hmm. buy some equipment um, i think they integrate like guitars bass guitar um some pads some triggers samples and stuff like that that they already recorded one reviewer kind of panned their early performances saying that it kind of seemed like it it didn't really come across well that they're trying to play all these short songs in you know one after the other where they should have maybe kind of
1: strung them together in a kind of oh uh, yeah more of a cohesive They're thing saying or it kind like. of a yeah gives it a little bit of a disjointed feel yeah, yeah like as if they expect it to be like a dj set where the songs run into each other yeah yeah i think that's yeah kind of probably what happened
0: where it was like they had these short ideas and they were playing them and then stopping and rather than just keeping the whole thing going and i think you know but it's that's the thing there's something that mount kimby have had to like work on and they've actually like seemed to have wanted to put as much effort into figuring out how to do the live thing as they have writing the material in the first place mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, you know, so at a certain point, they integrated a live drummer um into the live thing. And yeah, they said like, it was kind of scary in the early days because they said if they made a mistake, there was nothing to save them. Like, they just like, you got these loops already going or whatever. And it's yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> Whereas they said like, now today that they've made they've been able to integrate more organic instrumentation and stuff like that so if a mistake does come up they can kind of get out of it you know? yeah like, yeah so like by the, maybe the drum is still playing and you could just stop the samples and drench it in reverb maybe or something. i'm just like they haven't said this but i'm like guessing that's yeah. what you could do in that situation yeah like it,
1: so but yeah, yeah so i was listening to this music and i was like w- how do they do this live do they play live right so i looked it up there's a uh the one i'm the video i'm talking about is kexp live session Uh, yeah yeah, and it's very good and how you're talking about the like i remember i think it was three guys in the room Mm there's a guy on drums guy on vocals and um you know i don't know whatever equipment yeah pads um triggers
0: crazy equipment they have yeah Yeah.
1: it brings synths out on stage yeah so they had a lot of equipment Mm -hmm. but only three guys and then one guy was on guitar Mm -hmm. and i mean yeah i mean they're doing like clapping like Delay clapping through the microphone. Yeah. So they're making these cool weird sounds with, you know, real normal instruments. Yeah. And they were able to recreate it very well. And I was just, I'm just saying I'm impressed by how they're able to come up with this music live. Yeah. So they do a good job. And
0: and they do, uh, you know, mess around with it a bit. They don't try and like faithfully recreate every yeah. part of the recording. but they'll... and
1: Yeah. And I did notice that they do allow some of the songs to change and adapt and mm-hmm. evolve. And so some of the live things that they'll do are not necessarily on their album. Yeah. And they've, they've kind of like grown from like, they release that song and then they do it live and it kind of evolves. Yeah. And then they just do it that way from now on.
0: Yeah. We've also heard, this is a similar thing that I've heard other artists talk about where, and, and Mount Kimby has said this specifically is like, after they've done a lot of shows, they wanted to incorporate that energy now into their recordings somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, um, um, yeah, like the, the, and also be able to like write music that would work better in the live environment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it's kind of like a chicken and egg type of thing or whatever, but like. For sure. But it's interesting that, to hear them talk about this because to me, they just seem like a couple of producers that are in the studio, like making crazy stuff, but they've actually all also just been as interested about the live thing and taking that as a separate task Mm -hmm. I think they were like looking for a studio space at one point in London where they could not only produce him but they could have like a live rehearsal room as well Mm -hmm. so they could bring the drummer in and stuff like that and kind of blend blend the two two. yeah work on the live rehearsals but also record that for for albums and stuff
1: yeah Yeah, I do I think it was Kai I'm not sure which one of them at this point but they were saying that they basically allowed them to be, or at least early on, they allowed themselves to be like creating whatever they wanted in yeah. the studio and then worry about the live thing later. Yeah. And then I think they, I think we're coming together right here saying that they eventually evolved to mm-hmm. include the live aspect, at least in the back of their mind. Yeah. With how they're going to create the music for their albums. Yeah. So they kind of grew into that. Yeah. yeah. It's Kind of integrating both. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: still like not really, um, they still have a way of coming up, Generating ideas, right? That is kind of um, each of their approaches, you know,
1: which is something they still start with. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess if we're on that, I'm not sure what when they when I'm talking about, but as far as I know, I think lately in the last few years, they've been working in separate studios like they're separate home studios, yeah, on still as Mount Kimby as a group, yeah, as a unit, but they basically do things. In their own time, in their own studio, yeah. and you know, put them together, send each other that yeah. or whatever.
0: Well, we can say it, I guess. Uh, uh, Dom Dominic moved to Los Angeles, LA. Oh right, I didn't mention that. Yeah, and uh, Kai is still in the UK, and um, they said they uh, they need their own. Well, First of all, I think like Dom moved to America because he.
1: So we have a, a Sean, a Sean, uh, Sean Lee, and
0: oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Sean Lee, a- uh, AP producer that moved from uh, LA to London and stayed in London. Yeah, he's there now, and uh, Dom came from London to LA, and mm-hmm. still in LA right now. Like um, uh, I saw him talk about America in an earlier interview, and he was saying that um, he thinks that. Uh, artists in England are very like locked in their ideas or whatever, um, whereas like like in the US, like it's it's more kind of open and free sort of thing. Um, and he said like since he's moved to LA, like that uh, it's he said it's very fast paced, like a different energy. There's a lot more people doing a lot more things, and a lot of people from all over the world, like are different artists, that go there sort of thing um and he said it's made him and look at music completely differently mm-hmm. right, which is interesting um and i think when he first went out there they were they took a break i think before the most recent album um i know we're kind of skipping around a little bit but this is kind, it's all kind of related no. so <laughs> it's gonna come together yeah, it's gonna come together but um yeah, they were uh so they kind of like they still needed to work together. They need to be separate to come up with ideas like the, the you know, like Kai work on his crazy little loops and then mm-hmm. like you know, and that kind of thing. Right. But then when they get to a certain point they need to be together to like do do more work and so at this point they they would fly back and forth, so um Dom would go to UK and Kai would go to LA. And one of their first trips in LA, they said they didn't have any gear um, at all. So they like borrowed a friend's studio and this guy's studio, all it had in it was a live drum kit and an electric piano. The bare minimum. (laughs) The bare minimum. So they, and they said they can't play either of them. Like they don't (laughs) consider themselves pianists or drummers. So, but they still like messed around and they said they came up with like five or six ideas that became the genesis of like different tracks for the album sort of thing. And then Kai was saying that, Yeah. Like if you can make some ideas work on like bare bones stuff, then it can work on, you know,
1: anything else sort of things. Yeah. With all the vast equipment that you have.
0: Yeah. And they've also said like stuff about how they, um, for this most recent, purposely stripped back their options in the studio, um, uh, having fewer tools at their disposal and like, and also, if they're like working on a track that has too much empty space and they need something to fill it, they'll try and squeeze more out of the instrument that they've already used, kind of thing. Like, so new, new approaches, new sort of so creative yeah, things that they're employing to try and yeah make the music kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, that's great. Yeah, because they're they're staying creative as they go. Yeah, like mm, let's try it a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but they, I, I just think they're, they're very competent in either way. They, they, they're exploring. I like how they're exploring how to get there. They're on an adventure. They don't know how to get to the end goal or what the, what it's going to sound like, mm. but they're, they're down for the adventure to mm-hmm. explore. Um, and they just keep doing it. Everything I've heard is yeah, yeah. top notch. Very, very fun to listen to. Yeah. Very, you know, high value. Yeah. Um, high production value and just good listenability yeah. in general. So we're about 2012. Yeah, so the second album. So they, now they're signed
0: to Warp Records. Yeah, they got signed to Warp in 2012, I think, and then the album came out in
1: 2013. Yeah. Um. Oh, so, I mean, so this one, this is the first album I listened to. Yeah, I think and this one, me, this yeah. has some work with Archie, Archie Marshall, aka King Cruel. Yeah. Aka Return of the Shrimp Pimp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Knows, Jay another knows. name he has. <laughs> And so yeah. he's he's a yeah. he's a rapper, from um. Producer Credit, artist yeah credited Guitarist. for creating Blue Wave was that
0: right Blue Wave something like that he came up with the term Blue Wave um, but but Check yeah out our episode on King Cruel. so most listened to episode that's the one that's, yeah, yeah
1: so, that was yeah. a good one I remember that one yeah um and Archie Marshall King Crew is great yeah um otherwise known as Zoo Kid there you go another yeah. one yeah another one yeah. um <clears throat> yeah so he works they they've worked together on a few tracks yeah on a few different albums now for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's quite—he's on a quite a few of these tracks mm-hmm. on uh, this album, and it's funny because like some of them say featuring him, and others don't. But you can hear him. But in he's there. still there. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, let's let's play a track. Yeah, do you, uh, is, this, is the one you picked. Is he on that one?
1: I, I think one you put on there, but I picked two. But it has on okay. Spotify playlist. It says you picked it, so oh, I'll yeah. give you the credit. All right. Uh,
0: this one's called "You Took You Took Your Time." You playing this one? All uh-huh. right. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm down. Now, did you see me?
0: I killed a man. They all stayed down, but he chose to stand and go. But did it hit you deep to watch his mind? You took your time by Mount Kimby featuring King Cruel, Did we say the name of their album? Did we not? The second we, album? I don't remember saying it, but Cold Spring Faultless Youth.
1: Yeah, I didn't I don't think we said that.
0: No, because I would have remembered that's kind of a long uh Yeah, we would have remembered that. Yeah. You guys know we didn't say that. You know how <laughs> bad we are. First album out on Warp after they got signed to Warp Records. Uh that's a good label. They have I mean a lot of great Legendary electron mm-hmm. artists. I think Aphex Twin was on Warp
1: Okay Yeah um, um, But I really like that album too Yeah I like what Archie brings to the table How yeah. they have vocals over this Mount Kimby music uh, All comes together for me Yeah that was... I just think it's sick I like those Um, Like I don't know if they're 808 Like cymbals mm-hmm. Mixed with uh, I don't know I just like that The vibe that they created The mixture
0: created. of organic and electronic like, Yeah They have that yeah.
1: like Nice acoustic-y sounding bass Yeah little reverb on there at the end yeah yeah. um but yeah just i just like the vibes yeah it's really good it's really competent um it's really vibey
0: yeah and kai said uh about working with vocalists and king cruel he said that king cruel is uh, what he said like sometimes you'll get a vocalist that will come in and they'll just want to record a lot of different things thinking that you're going to cut it up and edit it later Mm -hmm. he said oh sometimes there are people that are very structured and come with like very specific ideas and apparently king crawl that's the way he worked he's very
1: like this verse is for this section yeah he's
0: structured and this is what he wanted to do um kai also said that uh when they work with vocalists they don't give them a finished track they just give them like uh, to the point of the track where they feel like it's ready that you know a vocalist could hear it and put some stuff on it because what they want to do is like once they have the vocals in there they want to like use that as like something that they can vibe off of to finish the track kind of thing and use it as inspiration to, yeah, to finish yeah. out the track yeah instead of being like here's my polished beat sing over it it's like no like why you we want to hear what they're doing so that mm-hmm. we can like you know figure out how to finish the song or whatever
1: or like yeah yeah, i imagine that allows for much more Mm -hmm. like like integration and you know glue yeah i think so everything comes together because it's inspired by each other right rather than like you said yeah yeah. here's my polished track put some vocals on and put it out i'm done (laughs) like i did my part yeah Yeah. uh no but very good very cool sounds like they're they're on their game as far as thinking about like how do we create this how do we yeah you know, like how do we create this with intention yeah. and and like real inspiration? Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm down for their philosophical ways. Definitely. And uh, then,
0: so they took some time off though. Between albums, they did tour. Obviously, I think probably for at least a couple of years. I would say maybe. I don't know how long specifically, but.
1: Uh huh. But I think in this time period, they 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 had a residency.
0: Okay. Yeah, I heard about this with um, and was it NTL?
1: Is that? What am I saying? Um, The MTL, NTS, NTS on the radio station NTS. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's NTS Radio. Yeah, and this was like September 2015. I guess was the the start. Right, and they had a weekly, every Tuesday. Yeah, show. Apparently, actress was on. I think right on there
0: as well. Oh, was he? He Who's on the bill? There's some. uh, uh, Yeah, NTS residency broadcasting out of both London and Los Angeles. And they, I guess they had guests and they had James Blake, Archie Marshall, actress as guests That's and Warpaint, which is mm. our episode that has not come out because I was too oh. drunk and I'm embarrassed that, about
1: that. Uh, um, well, wasn't that the one that didn't get recorded either, like all the way through? It
0: got recorded. It was just a three hour long episode and I was like, I was editing it and then it just got messy towards the end. And I was like, oh, that one, You
1: guys are never going to see that one. Maybe we'll put the
0: audio out it's like a bonus it's gonna, sign up for our patreon
1: no. <laughs> no we bring this to you for free but that mid or yeah it was the war paint and it went it was just really long it was maybe, i just maybe will release it i was just two-parter in,
0: i just couldn't finish editing it because i was embarrassed by <laughs> watching myself be i drank too many beers i probably did too and i talked too much about i think i just got all personal and i was like man
1: not <laughs> tell jesse this well, is my, i don't know we had a heart Wasn't to like, heart
0: yeah <laughs> It was early in the days of recording the show. So we were, yeah, we were yeah. still figuring out
1: our format. We didn't know what we were doing. Like, it was one of the early episodes. Yeah, yeah, and the old studio as well. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, anyway, maybe that will see the light of day one day, not this day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they had like that this residency. Yeah, like every Tuesday throughout September, or I'm not sure how long it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were killing it. What what happened mm-hmm. after
0: that? Um. Well, I know like. Uh, they alluded to a few things, but didn't go into detail because they're not a group that talks about their personal life. Too they do much. seem to keep that
1: separate. Yeah, as far as I know, like 2017-ish, that time period, they they were touring. Yeah, would you have something to say?
0: Uh, well, no, it's just like the the motivation for the album and the break, and them and Dom moving to LA,
1: kind of thing. Was there a, a catalytic event?
0: Uh, no, I think it was just like, it sounds to me like burnout from everything they were saying. It sounds like because they're if you watch all their interviews, there's like one keyword that they say all the time. And it's excite. Mm. Like, if it doesn't excite us, we won't do it. Like if we're not excited about it, it's not going to happen, kind of thing. Yeah, they use that word a lot. It's crazy over like multiple years in different interviews. Nice. they talk about excite.
1: <laughs> that's that's the yeah great that's the keyword.
0: So like you know, and Dom's saying like about touring and that as well is like uh, you know he said yeah it can be lucrative, but they don't they don't do anything to because it's paying the bills through because it's making money. It's like if if there's no joy or energy in it then they don't have anything to say then it's not worth doing it it doesn't excite them kind of thing um and i think from what they were saying and there's probably some personal things that happen in their lives that we don't know about um that they were just kind of feeling no joy in trying to write or play at that moment in time kind of thing Mm -hmm. they need to take a step back and there's something interesting that kai said about this as well was like he said uh you know he stepped away and spent a long time not doing any music at all and he said but then you start to have that nagging feeling inside you like something's missing kind of thing and you realize that it's like i have to be doing this thing like obviously mm-hmm. because there's something inside me that's like you feel like underwhelmed or whatever that you're not fulfilling your potential or there's something inside you that you're not expressing it's because you're not doing music kind of thing and and that's mm-hmm. what drew him back to do it it was like I think maybe they just toured so much, they worked so much that like the touring especially took them out of the studio and out away from writing. I think that was a problem for them. And Dom said, it's kind of like a craft. And if you don't practice the craft, you're going to fall out of practice and not be able to do it kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about a few artists that have done this, like that you go on tour for like three years and you're like, Oh shit, I haven't written any music in that time. I used to write music all the time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you like realize all you've been doing is playing the same songs every day for three years live on stage, and you're not, you haven't written any new material or like that could be a mindfuck. I, pro- I think
1: no, and then it, like, all of a sudden, know. like, yeah, I'm just imagining, yeah, but yeah. then you feel like I just lost three years of time of creating, I just, <laughs> yeah, nothing happened,
0: and I've only been home for like 10 days a year, like, it was like, yeah. It was like, yeah, and I have
1: to start tour next week, yeah, and then but I mean, yeah, I don't know, but it's cool to see these artists realize that oh i have to do this yeah like i if yeah. i step away I, I need to go back
0: exactly yeah and yeah that was yeah all about that but you, um, sometimes
1: you can only figure that out if you step away though
0: yeah that's what kind of kai was saying is that you know you don't really know what's missing until until you step away and then you you have a different perspective and
1: you don't you don't know what you got till it's gone yeah na, 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 na. yeah don't know what
0: you got. That's the song yeah yeah Joni Mitchell but sampled by Janet Jackson okay yeah fun Uh, fact fun fact but uh yeah and I think and and so they came to do this album uh they had the transatlantic production techniques going on kind of thing um but they said they always have to be together when they finish tracks when they finalize the arrangements and when they mix they they do it together they marry
1: everything yeah yeah and uh Yeah. So around this time, they start creating their third album. Yeah, love what survives,
0: Um, and yeah. So the title is about um, moving forward after you've recollected yourself, whether it's creatively or
1: personally. So kind of taking inspiration from their experience of that these last few years. Yeah, from 2015 to 2018 or so. Yeah. When did that album come out? 2017 or 2017 okay so but in that you know that 2013 to 2017 that's that's what i meant yeah yeah. yes (laughs) but yeah so awesome. So taken inspiration from their own lives yeah and then the music comes out and this album is a little bit of a departure it seems like Mm -hmm. um you know from what they were doing before yeah so whether you want to call it a a step ahead or not it's a little different though right yeah I think it I feel like this album it takes a little bit more patience and kind of peace of mind to enjoy like you gotta let it you gotta feel it you can't just like listen to it and and get the hook, yeah and just like oh i okay, cool um but it's yeah. still kind of dance beats um it's a headphone still, album yeah myriad of soundscape yeah uh influences and styles all over just like normal mm-hmm. good vocal stuff um from the guys. Yeah, they're singing. And, and there's yeah. features on it, right? Yeah. Um Mika me-cat, not Mikachu? Oh yeah. Mikachu? Uh, I was saying Mikachu like Pikachu. Yeah. Mikachu? I don't know how else to say it. That seems, that seems like the best way to say it. I think so. Me, Mika Mikachu? Yeah. Me-cat- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Mikachu. My? My-ca? catch I you.
0: We don't know. Right right into us. Let you us know how you pronounce it? this.
1: Hey Siri. Hey. <laughs> Don't that, say that. It actually works. All I'm of sorry, my yeah. devices are going to light up.
0: Are we like Pikachu? <laughs> by side note, I was trying to set a timer today, and I was kept saying, "Hey Siri," and uh, okay. yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. See, see what the fuck? Shut up. I think it's yours now. That wasn't no, even me. Yeah, I got a reminder.
1: <laughs> my reminder says, uh, "Chew." By side note, I was trying. Oh okay, you your reminder. I think we I just said, Hey Siri, make a chew by side note I was trying to set a timer. It caught kind of both what we were saying, I think. Wow. Hey, technology. Technology, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I was trying to set a timer
0: and I don't know what device it set the timer on because I, I left the studio and <laughs> I had no timer go off.
1: Is um, it on my is on my watch or yeah, my, uh, my no. iPad, yeah. my my laptop where <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Same same problem so. as you have with writing notes now. We have with yeah. our technology. Yeah, it's yeah. not exactly more convenient if you're losing no. your notes in which devices you have. Yeah. But. <laughs>
0: but. Six more minutes before
1: our, our uh,
0: camera meter oh, runs today. out. We're on a time limit we have for a, those on video today. We, we put quarters in the camera and they're about to run out. And so. we're out of quarters, baby. <laughs>
1: uh, so, I mean, yeah, this is their latest album, though. Yeah, love What
0: Survives. We said that. Um, who else? Is King Krul, does he make an appearance again? I thought he, he does, was on this. Yeah, yeah, on Blue Train Lines.
1: Yeah, um, and that was one of the ones I put on our list to play because that one's cool. Yeah. I put a... James Blake was also... Yeah, James Blake, mm-hmm. Mikachu. Yeah. is And Mikachu's I checked him out for a second. He, he's a good artist in his own right. hmm I'm going to have to uh, dive into more of his stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I liked Marilyn, the fourth track. Mm-hmm off that mm-hmm. and I think there's one more I think I put four years in one day the first track off there I'm not sure but there's a bunch okay. of good stuff on here that I liked yeah so um, even though it's a little bit maybe different a little yeah. bit
0: different yeah, it's still very good like you say it's very really takes its time it's not um, yeah it's not it's not like hooky songs or whatever yeah but there are some hooky things that in the, I think but uh right but it's not really about that it's, it's a it's an atmosphere it's uh it's a vibe it's, it's kind of like a cinematic journey mm-hmm. of sorts
1: yeah it feels more like a journey than just yeah give me a banging song
0: yeah exactly and they're not i think yes yeah, are becoming that group that is not just uh uh you know you've got to listen to it in the cohesion in the full album right thing. Whereas like some of their previous couple of albums, I think there's like specific tracks that I would prefer to listen to you over mm-hmm. maybe everything. But this it's probably like maybe the most cohesive body of work, yeah, from beginning to end. True. Sure. I think the first track they said four years and one day they said it was the first track they started after when coming back to write. And also the last track that they finished. Mm. So, so
1: um Like bookend.
0: Yeah. And there's like a little video online about, they kind of describe how they um, made that track. Like there's a big, there's a Moog, micro Moog or mini Moog um, Hmm. from the seventies that he played. He was just like live jamming kind of thing. And then he went back over it and recorded like another melody underneath it. Um, They said they did lots of different versions of this song until they found, found the final one. And they said it kind of went from an atmospheric beginning through to like a rhythmic thing towards the end is kind of how they described it. Um I there's like other it. other tracks on here, yeah, where it had the, the drums and the inspired by the drum kit and the electric piano in mm-hmm. the in the random studio in LA. So Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh good album though and uh
1: But I think and I would just say that most of their even if we're describing this this last album as like one that you should listen to all the way through. Yeah. I think probably most of the tracks, you, there's definitely tracks you could pick out and just enjoy on your playlist, whatever. But probably most of the music from Mount Kimby in general is going to be more like digestible if you listen to it all all the way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of in general. Mm. It's more like like get out, get like vibe to this whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get more value out of it. That's all Absolutely. I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. I Highly recommend him, yeah. That's basically all I got. That came out in 2017 and it's now 2022. What are they yeah. doing?
0: Well, uh, I know like Dom's in LA, he has been producing for other people. He did some stuff with Jay Z somehow, mm-hmm. um, and Slow Tie, like you said, he's like a UK rapper, um, and he, yeah, so he's like. Kind of maybe doing that LA songwriting vibe thing. Go straighten it up. Ghostwriting it or well, gets credits and royalties, I, uh, I I would assume. I would hope so, but <laughs> um Yeah, well deserved. Kaiser in the UK. They're very they're private people. Um they're really good though. I feel like I mean, I feel like they they, they have a lot more to do and I feel like they should have more notoriety at a certain point. I'm kind of lumping them in right now with like air Mm -hmm. and radiohead in terms of like, well, sort of like, I think they're career musicians that are going to continue to create really interesting work. I
1: think there's, there's a lot of potential here,
0: whether that's together or whether they go off and do different things. I don't know. But, um, but it's interesting it's been it's, to me it feels like such a short amount of time because i feel like i only discovered them yesterday and they were already like burnt out and like old
1: and like <laughs> yeah they're already <laughs> taking a break on hiatus <laughs> but i mean yeah three albums yeah that's a lot of good work they put in yeah. a lot of good work but um yeah i mean i i just feel like same they have a lot of potential yeah. there's a lot yeah. more work they could do yeah. yeah. seems like they work well together and they create great stuff when they're a duo yeah be happy to see them together but also, I want to allow them the freedom to do whatever they want.
0: Exactly. Enjoy your life.
1: Yeah. Enjoy music. It's your life. Enjoy this music. Yeah. I would start anywhere. Yeah. W- yeah. Yeah. Maybe that the first one or two albums. Though
0: second album was definitely what I yeah. got into first, and then I went back to the first one, and I didn't hear any EPs actually. So I, mean, I think we didn't it,
1: even play an EP track off. This
0: one? We I've heard yeah today on this show is the first time i haven't actually Mm. listened to it in my own time like the eps just the just the second album first album and then not much of this most recent album either second album was where i discovered them and when i discovered that i was like you know spinning it constantly
1: yeah (laughs) no great um, discovery i didn't know mount kimby until jay brought it to the table i think it's a good find yeah i think we should play
0: it on the track you picked marilyn
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm super down. That's all, right. all I got on uh, Mount Kimb, our Kimbers. Mount Kimby. No, but yeah, really good stuff. Listen okay. to them. Let us know what you think. Okay. Dominic Maker and Kai Campos.
0: Yeah. Hit them they up. They
1: are them. Let them know. They're probably on the interwebs. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
0: that's, that's it from
1: us. Yeah. Go. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next week. Roots thank you roos. for listening. Com.
0: Write a comment. Write. Uh, a letter, you can find our postal address. Angry worded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but what's what's the email one more time, Jay? Uh,
0: yeah, if you want to send us an email, which a few people have done, roots to grooves at signalradio.com, S I G N L radio.com.